Hi guys, how you all doing now? Petrol or diesel cars, traditional ICE, internal combustion engine cars versus electric or hybrid electric cars. What's the difference in terms of emissions? Um, I personally have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with electric cars. I'm trying to get to know them, to try and understand them. And as you'll see from a recent video, if you click up here, the recent video I did where I tried, the first time I tried to do a longer journey on my own in a battery electric vehicle, full electric vehicle, to see how that would pan out. You can, you'll see that it wasn't as, it wasn't that easy. Let's just put it that way, you know. Um, but you know what? You've got to be open-minded. We're nine years away from the deadline, the 2030 deadline, when here in the UK, they will only sell electric cars cars and hybrid cars and then in 2035 only electric cars so no more petrol and diesel cars we are fast racing towards that deadline if that's really going to happen I am still skeptical what I have here is a series of press releases and the first one is from a leasing company called money shake car leasing company and uh, it's some quite alarming stats here now they also confirm that one in uh, four drivers don't believe that electric cars uh, are more environmentally friendly than driving petrol or diesel cars do I believe that no I don't quite believe that but you know I don't think the difference is that much when you look at dust to dust we'll come back to that anyway um, so they talk about the fact that um, they've just got some bullet points here. The petrol diesel cars emit seven times more emission than electric cars. Seven times? You would need to plant 25 trees in a year if you use a petrol diesel car to offset your annual emissions. If you switch to electric, you'd only need to plant three. Like, I don't want to be planting any trees. I don't, I don't, I don't like to get into the garden and do all that, you know, get my hands muddy. And, I don't want to plant any trees. Anyway, 190,000 smartphones could be charged from the annual emissions of a petrol diesel. How are you going to charge a phone from the, the emissions? Of, what do you do? You stick it in the exhaust or something? What are they talking about? Uh, a petrol car's life cycle produces the same emissions as 3 million smartphones. A petrol car... three. What? 250,000 smartphones produce the same emissions as a Volkswagen Golf. What is that? Golf R? Who's driving it? <laughs> What's going on? Driving a petrol diesel car for years equivalent to 63 rubbish bags going to a landfill. Why are cars producing rubbish? What are they doing? Consuming uh, shortbread biscuits or something? What are they, why are they doing mince pies or something? What What's going on here? Why are the rubbish bags being produced? Uh, but however, there's only nine rubbish bags for an electric or zero if it's a full battery electric vehicle. 912 bulbs would be needed to be swapped to energy-saving LEDs to offset the emissions of your petrol diesel car over its lifetime. Okay, some of this stuff is very confusing. I also have some other stats as well to go through. Um, but before we start to uh, analyze a little bit more of what they're trying to say here and try to understand what they're telling us um, and how they're trying to convince us that actually electric is the uh, conscientious way to go forward. Before we do that, make sure you subscribe to YouTube.com and of course, browncarguy.com follow me on social media just search for my hashtag hashtag browncarguy and you can sponsor my content from as little as two dollars a month price of a coffee come on how many emissions oh actually let's not go into that but anyway two dollars a month you can do that at patreon.com forward slash browncarguy cool let's get into this
So let's try to understand what exactly this press release is trying to tell us. So from uh, this press release from MoneyShake. After analyzing the CO2 emissions of the most popular petrol, diesel and, uh, and electric cars, according to the vehicles registered by the Department of Transport between 2015 and 2020. So MoneyShake found that the average CO2 emissions of petrol, diesel vehicles are seven times higher than electric cars. Wow, that's pretty significant but I think they're basing a lot of their research and a lot of those numbers on this essential core research and money shakes research shows that the top petrol diesel cars emit 1.4 million grams of co2 per year if you drive the UK average which is about seven and a half thousand miles a year uh, uh, 1.4 million grams of co2 and they say that compares to 200,000 grams of co2 emissions per year if you drive a hybrid or a plug-in uh, uh, electric vehicle I'm, gu I'm guessing they're comparing this 100 to 100. They say they've tested, uh, they, they surveyed 100 cars, 100 petrol diesel cars, and 100 electric cars. So, because I was going to say that, well, there's just fewer electric cars on the road, so hence they must be producing fewer emissions. But I guess if they're going, you know, same value for same value, then that argument doesn't fly. So, yeah, that, that does sound pretty bad. Um, there is actually um, uh, a graphic that they've got here that shows you what the emissions equal in real life. Now, they've actually broken it down to cars. So Ford Fiesta, Vauxhall Corsa, or Volkswagen Golf, uh, which are actually the best-selling cars. They're the best-selling cars in the UK, aren't they? If you're at the wheel of one of these cars, uh, the CO2 emitted by these cars is the equivalent of charging 189,954, so 190,000 smartphones. Well, you know, you do need to charge your phone. <laughs> and that compares to just 25,515 if you drive an EV, including the most popular models such as the Mitsubishi Outlander, PHEV, so they're including hybrids in this, BMW 330e, again, that's a hybrid, and the Tesla Model S, well, that's a full electric car. So it's equivalent, just if you drive these cars, it's 190,000. Uh, charging of 190,000 smartphones compared to 25. I, I still don't understand quite how they're working that out. But I guess it's the cost or the, the the environmental cost of charging those phones. That's a very strange argument, though. You, I mean, if we all have, I mean, you know, the takeaway from that is that we should not use phones, but let's just use cars. That's what I would say. <laughs> a petrol car's life cycle produces the same emissions as three million smartphones. Why are smartphones producing emissions? Where's it coming out? Is there an exhaust outlet or something? What's going on here? Is it just from the charging, you know, that you're getting all these emissions out of the smartphones? Um, even drivers uh, who know that electric cars are more eco-friendly still have doubts. Uh, but a battery electric vehicle has zero tailpipe emissions. Well, that much is obvious, you know. Um, and the emissions produced, uh, there are emissions produced, in, at least they're conceding this, there are emissions produced in the manufacturing process. Almost half, 46% of an EV's total carbon footprint is generated by the manufacturing process. Now, I just pause there because I think this is the major thing that they sort of always sort of, you know, they, they sort of, uh, uh, they, they sort of jump over that bit. Um, I think this is fundamental 
Because what's happening now is that this rush, this desire to produce so many more electric cars, to replace all our cars with electric cars, means that a lot more of these are being produced than they would otherwise the normal cars would be produced because there's a rush to replace our cars with these cars. So surely we're doing more damage to the environment by racing to make more of these cars. So to continue, uh, but comparing the total amount of CO2 created by cars over their life cycle, including the manufacturing, drying, recycling, and disposing, electric cars come out on top. So they are comparing dust to dust by dust to dust. I mean, like literally, you start with the raw materials and until that car is completely recycled or um, degraded. Um, according to a report by Zemo Partnership, petrol cars produce around 25 tons of CO2 during their lifetime. Electric cars, uh, electric vehicles emit 25% less, 20 for so a quarter less. You know, I'm more comfortable with that figure. I mean, yeah, okay, it's a quarter less, but. That's not such a huge difference, but anyway, 20, I mean, again, accounting for the dust to dust, you know, I mean, an old uh, petrol diesel car that's just running for 20 years or something is, I think, an environmentally sound proposition because you're using resources of the earth for a longer period and you, so you're doing less damage to the environment. That's the way I look at it anyway. Um, 250,000 smartphones produce the same emissions as the Volkswagen Golf. Money Shakes data reveals that Volkswagen Golf emits the, CO, uh, emits the most CO2 on average out of the most popular cars analyzed. Well, I mean, compared to a Fiesta and a Corsa, I suppose that's true. Uh, that's 165 grams per kilometer. Uh, and it's equivalent to charging 250,000 smartphones. That's three times higher than the, the highest emissions EV, which would be the BMW 530e which is of course a hybrid a plug-in hybrid so that's the highest emissions ev or hybrid vehicle is the bmw 530e uh, and yet the golf is still three times higher than that so i still i'm a hybrid fan and i still say look hybrids are the way to go and that kind of confirms it average co2 emissions of 47 grams per kilometer for that hybrid uh, that is equivalent to 71,868 smartphones being charged they've got a full uh, list i'll try and stick it up on there as well all uh, cars and how they fare um, and you know number of smartphones charged top uh, 10 EV models versus the top 10 diesel models um, yeah I mean there's not much to be gained from going through this list but obviously when you get down to electric vehicles then the numbers are zero um, compared to still having petrol uh, numbers on the petrol or diesel side there's another list 150 liter 150 trees need to be planted to offset the emissions of your petrol and diesel car well, you know, they, they plant trees, don't they? I mean, surely people are out there plant. I mean, I wouldn't plant any trees, but I mean, there's lots of trees here. I want to cut these back because all the bird droppings are ruining the paintwork on the cars. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, you would need to plant 25 trees a year to offset CO2 emissions. It's said that we keep our cars around six years. Uh, three to six years, okay. Making a total of 150 trees that you would need to plant compared to the electric car average, which is just three trees, totaling uh, 18 for the average time you'd keep the car. That's very confusing. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, compared to the electric average, just three trees, totaling 18 for the average time you keep, but that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, they worked it out. Number of trees for a Volkswagen Golf petrol diesel is 32.4 and the number of trees for a 530e BMW is 9.3. And again, that goes down to zero for the full electric cars. Well, okay, well, if you want to plant trees, 
plant trees, loads of them. Uh, driving a petrol diesel car for a year is equal to 63 bags uh, of rubbish going into a landfill. Ah, this is what I find really, I don't understand this at all. Their research says the petrol diesel cars would, would need to recycle an average of 63 rubbish bags uh, instead of them going to a landfill to avoid the CO2 emissions emitted by the car. The Volkswagen Golf is again the highest, uh, equal to 83 bags of rubbish. Did you say a Volkswagen Golf is rubbish? That's what they're saying. It's, it's 83 bags full of rubbish, that's what it is. Followed by the BMW series at 69 bags of rubbish. For electric cars, you don't need to, need to recycle an average of nine rubbish bags instead of taking them to a landfill, uh, or none at all if you drive a full battery electric, uh, full electric vehicle. I guess, again, what, uh, they're working out the emissions level and the cost of resources and sort of translating that into bags of rubbish. I think it's just like an idea to give us a visual uh, image of this. But you know what? 63 bags of rubbish is not that much in the great, you know, scheme of the urban consumer environment, honestly. So, but anyway, we all need to cut back on our rubbish and recycle more. That's a given anyway. Offset emissions of petrol diesel cars by swapping 57 bulbs. Uh, if you want to avoid the amount of CO2 emitted by a petrol diesel car, you need to swap 57 regular incandescent bulbs for energy efficient LED alternatives. <laughs> but you only need to swap 8 bulbs if you drive an electric car, uh, a hybrid electric car, I guess, or none if you drive a battery electric car. Okay, that's that, that's just weird, you know, but I guess we should all switch to the uh, better lights if we can anyway Well, I've got an LED here so, um, Anyway, now is this information is this sort of data really having an impact on people's decision about whether they should buy an electric car or not? Well, here's another press release from uh, that also just came out recently that from buyacar.co.uk uh, and they're saying that the majority of motorists say they are likely to buy an EV in the near future, according to uh, their research. Um, they, they did their own research. Um, it's the first time that a majority of car buyers have signaled their switch to an EV is imminent according to them. Uh, findings are supported by a marked increase in interest in used electric cars, uh, vehicles that were on sale on the website by a car doctor. So they're obviously basing it on uh, people clicking out of interest on cars for sale and, and even um, maybe even buying them. So far this year there has been a 40% increase in searches for EVs across the website compared with the same period in 2020. Uh, typically um, it's showing a growing acceptance of the idea of going electric. Uh, of the 422 motorists asked, so they actually did ask some motorists as well, what type of car they're considering next, 51% said they would consider an EV in the near future. Fewer than one in three drivers said that they are not interested in buying an electric car imminently, while the remaining 18.7% said they have not yet started thinking about it. Well, at the very least, you should start thinking about it. Like I said, it's nine years away. It's less than two, uh, most for most manufacturers, that's less than two model cycles away. So uh, that's, uh, that's pretty close and some manufacturers like Jaguar uh, and Honda have already said that they're going to switch a uh, Jaguar particularly this is going to be entirely electric. EVs remain a minority purchase uh, choice today from the 60,000 cars typically uh, available on their website. Um, 
but there is a growing interest uh, in it. Uh, 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 so it's fourth, the electric vehicles are fourth in the typical choice of fuel types, um, but uh, that's, you know, clearly the switch to EVs will not happen overnight. Relying entirely on sales data can be misleading, says Christopher Lloyd, editor of car buyercar.co.uk, because today's sales fail to reflect the growing underlying interest in electric cars, but a 40% increase in searches even from initially low level, it's clear evidence that EV is now certainly in the mix for a rapidly growing number of people during the initial car buying research. That's all very well, um, you know, but that's I don't think that's hard and fast data. That's just based on them asking uh, a few hundred people and looking at data. But let's look at actual data from people like uh, SMMT, the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders, which of course this is their job, this is what they do, and they deal in real figures and real data. So what does the SMMT say about this? Well, they're still calling for a long-term commitment to incentives from the government, really, including the continuation of the plug-in grant. That's worth about £3,000, I think, on a car. Um, it's, and it's reintroduction for plug-in hybrids. So they are, with me, uh, also agreeing that hybrids are still crucial to uh, the roadmap going forward, so to speak. Uh, I think that they are as much a part of the solution as electric vehicles. I think it's too early to dismiss them by 2035 because I think they are, they are that transition that we must have, that we need from here to there. Um, so they say that uh, that technology is critical to the transition and giving higher mileage drivers reassuring flexibility. Again, going back to that video that I did on a longer run, you know, just the amount of extra time, forget about the cost or anything, and I think it pretty much equated to the same physical cost for me at the time to do that journey as it would have to fill it up with the petrol. But the time was at least 50% if not more longer and you know if you need to be you know across the country uh, early in the morning and that means you have to get up at two o'clock in the morning to get there I mean that's just ridiculous you know because you have to go because you're gonna have to charge on the way anyway the commitment alongside VAT exemptions for all electric uh, for all zero emission uh, uh, capable cars uh, would reduce the upfront price of family car by an average of £5,000 for battery electric vehicles, £4,750 for plug-in hybrids, and an SUV by £9,750 and £8,000 respectively. That's fairly attractive numbers if you can reduce the prices by that. And these are vital. Um, they bring them more in line with the petrol diesel equivalents uh, and potentially drive 2.4 million sales over the next five years with an estimated 28% market share by 2025, uh, 2025 compared with 8% today. So it's only 8% market share for hybrid and electric vehicles. To drive it up to 28% within the next four years, um, this is what they reckon you need to do. That's 2.4 million sales. The average, usually the new car sales in the UK is about 2 million. Of course, it was a lot less last year because of pandemic. 35% down the market but anyway um, again there's 40 plus million cars on the road to replace all of those cars at a rate of 2 million a, a year you're still talking about 20 years anyway um, Extensive research analysis by SMMT and Frost and Sullivan also shows that full zero emission capable UK new car market will require, and here is the interesting thing, here is the thing that I have uh, my biggest concern over, will require 1.7 million public charging points by the end of the decade. By the end or by, by, by 2030, um, we will need 1.7 million charging points and 2.8 million charging points by 2035 when only electric vehicles are supposed to be on sale. 1.7 million and 2.8 million. Now there are only some 19,314 charging points today on street charging points. 
The task is massive, as they quite, uh, quite rightly say, needing uh, 507 on-street charges to be installed per day. 507 on-street charges to be installed every day until 2035 to get there with at a cost of 16.7 billion and that's not even accounting for power stations that we're going to need which the government has said they're going to build windmills windmills and windmill farms in the sea and stuff like that this is my problem with electric cars is that we are spending uh, so much money to create this scenario where we think electric cars are going to be the solution to all of our problems and we are thereby using up so much resources that really what is the cost value equivalent aside from the the ownership of individual cars of, as an industry how what are we doing where is that balance who's worked it out I am still a little bit skeptical but there is no doubt that in an urban environment electric vehicle the emissions the reduction from them are really really good and it's good for all our health if nothing else but anyway let me know what you think i want to hear your comments and if you've got facts and figures and research and data to counterbalance this or to have a different point of view or to back this up even if you think yeah no absolutely they're all correct absolutely correct let me know in the comments i want to hear your comments it'd be great to get your feedback thanks so much for watching hope you enjoyed that video if you did make sure you hit that like button and you know what try to leave a comment try to share it and of course you're subscribing right to youtube.com forward slash brown car guy and follow me on my blog as well which is just browncarguy.com look me up on the socials that's facebook instagram twitter and even on tiktok just search for my hashtag which of course is hashtag brown car guy and you know what if you enjoy my content you can also sponsor it from as little as two pounds or two dollars a month the price of buying me a coffee you do that right these guys did the guys are coming up on the screen right now and in return for that they get their name on even the url or anything else they want to mention at the end of my videos in many of my instagram posts and also at the end of my articles on the blog as well and that's a fair bit of reach because on my Instagram, I have nearly 8,000 followers. On this channel, there's nearly two, well, there's over 2,000 subscribers. And I have in total uh, about 350,000 views over the space of just over a year. So a fair bit of reach. And then you can join these incredible people coming on, that are on the screen, as you see behind me, which is Muhammad Ali Humaid. Uh, Srinivas and find him on Parthens.com Tom Conway Gordon here in the UK Isaac Beauchard over in America find him on BespokeAutos.com Reza Adel right here uh, uh, find him on Instagram at Alizade Cigars uh, Muhammad Qasim you can find him on WEHMS.com Siraj Abasi check out amazing floors and tiling and stuff that they do on VirtuosoDesign.London Mark Waddell over in Canada and uh, Zach Kogian check out his photography on zackkogianiphotography.com these are awesome friends of mine awesome buddies because they're supporting me you can join them too and your name could be coming up on here just head over to patreon.com forward slash brown car guy thanks so much for watching and i'll catch you all again soon in the next video